Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're back with BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN alongside Brooke Grimsley. I'm Alex Ferrario, Tanner Hendrickson with us as well as we are here at the ENB Granite Studios at the Centene Community Ice Center where the Blues have officially opened up training camp. Day one is in the books officially. I think they just got off of the ice. Day two tomorrow starts at 10 a.m. And the preseason begins on Saturday for the Blues. And to talk a little hockey and a little Blues preseason, we welcome in one of my favorites. He's the senior NHL writer at ESPN. He is Greg Wyshynski. Greg, it's great to talk with you, my man. And uh, we got so much hockey to get into, but I'm going to start with video games because this just popped up. And frankly, I don't understand what the hell's going on. Uh, so EA Sports, you know, they've been they've been releasing all of the uh, ratings for NHL players the, for the upcoming NHL 23 game. Uh, Greg, Jordan Kyrou wasn't listed as a top 10 fastest skater in the game, and I don't understand what the hell is going on. Yeah, I saw that. I think Taylor Hall might have been on that list. <laughs> yes. And uh, I mean, it, maybe it's maybe it's a list from like you know, 2013 or something that they're just recycling. <laughs> Maybe it's like the anniversary of that list uh, and they're just recycling it for this edition. But yeah, I, I was sort of baffled by that. I mean, I think Cairo uh, certainly uh, made it part of his uh, bio to be the fastest skater or one of the fastest skaters uh, in the NHL based on what we saw last year. I'll go with one of, cause I think Connor still thinks he's the fastest um, and he'll get angry if I put Cairo <laughs> over, but, uh, but I think he's definitely top two uh so that was kind of a weird a weird move i thought you were going to say uh that ted lasso is going to be in fifa i thought that was the big video game i, I was going to go there with you or honestly i was going to get into a little bit of a wrestling video game with you so you never know what you're going to throw out there with greg wasinski uh, i just felt like i was being punked when i saw taylor hall on this list and not jordan Cairo, but whatever it might be uh, but let me ask you about jordan Cairo, greg because he along with robert thomas were the big news of the offseason for the blues thomas getting the eight year 8.125 contract extension and uh, jordan Cairo gets the exact same one were you surprised that he signed for that much did you think it was going to be less than that what did you make of the deal no i you know the only reason that you think he might get a little bit less is because thomas plays a more important position he's a center um i think we all we all see him as being uh if not the number one center on the team now obviously someone is going to be going to ascend there uh in in the duration of the contract so there's maybe a little bit of surprise just based positionally where they play uh, but I talked to Thomas at the NHL Player Media Tour in Vegas, and he wasn't really surprised that uh, that Cairo uh, got the same contract and was really happy, obviously, to see him get the same deal. Was surprised, actually, that it wasn't uh, a dollar more than Thomas's. He thought that that would have been kind of a fun flex <laughs> if Cairo had decided to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Uh, given market value, given everything we've seen, I think it, it's it's not an overpayment for Cairo if he continues to trend up, trend upward. And obviously, um, you know, seeing the age of the roster, seeing some of the contracts that are coming up next summer, 
um, it's not out of, the, out of the realm of possibility that this is uh, Thomas and Kyrie's team pretty quickly uh, uh, when it comes to the Blues. Jordan Bennington, obviously, you know, we, we've been talking about that today because Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic put out this great article talking about how, you know, Jordan Bennington kind of admitted it was a rough season for him mentally and getting back on track. But obviously, as we saw in the playoffs, he became the Blues' number one goalie again. But this season, he doesn't have Billy Huso behind him. It's Thomas Grice, more of a journeyman. What are your kind of expectations for Jordan Bennington going into this season? Um, they, they're pretty high because <laughs> he's going to have to be good. Like you said, I, I think Jordan Bennington, you know, has shown that, uh, in the right season, he could be a very competent postseason goalie. I think that, uh, the play that he had last year obviously changed some minds because he had not necessarily played well in the previous postseason since that incredible cup run. Um, but I, I see Jordan Bennington most effectively as a tandem goalie. And, and I'm not sure that, that Grice gives you, the kind of tandem that Huso gave you, um, or that that others have given in in the past, when the, when when Bington, I think has been at his best. So you know, I, does the, the goaltending take a downgrade this year a little bit? I think it does, um, and I think that just adds a little bit more pressure on on Bennington to uh, play as much as possible and be as good as he can in the regular season. Greg, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on in our show, but I'm curious your thoughts. Do you feel the identity of this team has shifted a little bit because? Last season, you came into the season and you knew that the Blues were going to have a really talented offense with all of the names that they had. Now, no David Perron, and people are talking of who's going to step into that role. But it seems like a lot of people are more talking about if the defense plays well, it could be a really good defensive team. Yeah, but I, I think right now the modus, the modus operandi has to be offense. I mean, just the amount of talent that they have at the forward position. Um, like you said, coming into last season, we knew they'd be good offensively. I don't think any of us realize they'd be that good offensively. And, you know, part of the trick, I think, not only for the Blues, but for other teams in the league right now is trying to figure out what parts of last season were an anomaly and what parts are going to be repeated this season insofar as goal scoring. I mean, I wrote about this last year about how there are a number of different factors that played into the explosion of goal scoring that we saw last season including COVID absences and interruptions in schedule and, and everybody just kind of being a bit fatigued, I think, from the previous two seasons. Um, at the same time, there's been a growing offensive trend in this league for the last decade insofar as the average goals per game per team climbing year over year almost consistently for the last decade. So there's a little bit of, of expect the Blues to score at the same clip that they've been scoring at. And there's a little bit of, okay, but maybe not at the historic levels <laughs> that we saw last season, given some of the noise that we had uh, in the trend line. So we'll, we'll, uh, I think they're going to be very good offensively. I think the, that's where the focus should be. But I'm curious about them and all these other teams, too, whether some of the numbers that we saw last year are going to be repeatable. Well, and going into this camp, of course, everybody's looking at some of the guys who might break through the season. We were discussing this earlier. It seems like Jake Neighbors, Clem Cawson, and Logan Brown are some of the guys that a lot of people are seeing. Okay, can they take that next step forward? What are your thoughts? And is there some, or is there somebody else that you think that we should be looking at as well? Yeah, Cawson's the guy is the guy that I have sort of my eyes on uh, insofar as taking the next leap. I mean, uh, somebody who's been mentioned. Um, for the last couple of years, as far as being, you know, an important name in the prospect pool. And, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the, what the ice time looks like, um, not only in the preseason, but early in the season, what kind of role uh, is going to be given because that's you know, obviously somebody that can, that can really help the team. So, 
you know, Brown to me probably slots in around the third line uh, potentially, and then we'll see where Costin fits in. But um, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, again, I, I, I saw uh, today that the expectation is that uh, Kyrou and Thomas will be split up to begin the season. Um, they obviously didn't play together the entire time last season, but I thought they were quite good together when they did. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see exactly where the pieces fit. Greg, are you surprised that Ryan O'Reilly doesn't have a contract extension yet? No, I'm not, because he's the captain, and as per tradition, that means he won't be there. <laughs> God, that's not what we wanted to hear, Greg. Why did you I do mean, that? I, I, I have a column with bold predictions coming out tomorrow on the STN, my first column of the season, and that's my prediction. My prediction is that Ryan O'Reilly will play his last year as a blue. It, you, you, left, you left Alex. I know I'm speechless. speechless right I'm just now. baffled by that, Greg, because the Alex Petrangelo thing, you can understand a little bit, although it didn't make a lot of sense because he was 31, and defensemen usually play really well into their age 36 season unless injuries take a toll. Uh, the David Perron thing has been vastly confusing, but when it comes to Ryan O'Reilly, for me, they're in a tough cap spot without question. But I also look at it and say, if you lose Ryan O'Reilly, the depth of your center position is gone. It's Thomas, it's Shen, and that's it. And for the longest time, the Blues were searching for depth at center until 2019 when they finally traded for Ryan O'Reilly. Well, first of all, you're, you're forgetting David Backus, which is the other part of that trend. Another, yeah. another captain who was uh, sent off to the farm. Uh, when he became an unrestricted free agent, <laughs> that, that that looked that looked like a good, so smart decision by Doug at the time, though. It, it, it did, it did, it did. Now, I think in O'Reilly's case, look, I'm you know half joking. Obviously, it's 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 sort of funny how this keeps on happening to guys that yes. get captaincy. Um, but I mean, there's there's other considerations. Uh, you know, it, it seems that conditions have changed for Vladimir Tarasenko in this franchise, and, and the importance of Tarasenko to the offense that we were just speaking about, you know, Barbershev needs a contract. You know, they've, they've got a lot of money committed to their D. Um, I think one of the things that you're, that you're kind of underestimating is, um, you know, O'Reilly is going to command a really high cap hit and he might command it for multiple seasons as he's getting older. And you could circle that money and circulate it into a different direction and, and get younger in that position. If you thought you could. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to have somebody that was effective as an, as a, and as important as O'Reilly has been to this team. Um, but under the, the hard cap, and, and yeah, it's going to raise in the next couple of years a little bit, but under the hard cap, you have to start making these kinds of decisions with veteran players. And, and Doug Armstrong in the past has shown that, you know, it's not necessarily the long-term financial commitment thing that he wants to do with guys when they, when they cross 30. Um, and so, uh, listen, given the history and given the money and given the other contracts they have to hand out, Alex, and, and, and by the way, that they've handed out, let's not forget about the, um, the amount of money being added to the cap with, with Thomas and Cairo. Um, not a little realm of possibility that this could be the last run for O'Reilly. So wait a minute. I just want to circle back on something real quick. Are you saying that Tarasenko will stay? Is that something that you were hinting towards? I'm saying that I wouldn't be shocked if you know, emotions are in a better place. Um, and the, uh, the, the output offensively is similar to what he had last year. I mean, he's, he's a younger player. He's a dynamic player. He's always been a dynamic player. I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm with the chorus of people that probably didn't think that he would be around now or that, you know, if you circle it back to a couple of years ago, that he would have been around at the end of his contract. But I mean, seeing the value that he bought to the team last year as as a line mate for one of your top offensive players was, was really striking. And so 
I don't know. I think the possibility is there that he's he's the one that sticks around because um, he's younger and, and he's a unique player. What what I'm hearing here is uh, the Blues captaincy is going to be something that players try and avoid for the next 10 to 15 <laughs> seasons because it seems everyone is uh, gone as soon as they get it. And, and I should and I should say this is this is with no inside information. This is just spitballing here. It's oh, of course, predictions, right? Of course. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to cause a panic in the Blues you know, community. Oh. Oh, too O'Reilly late, Greg. Not going to be back. <laughs> too late, Greg. Uh, just, the amount of the amount of damn it, Greg text that we just got on our text line is phenomenal. <laughs> I just want I just want to say that you know when you start adding up the numbers of contracts that have been given out that need to be given right. out, and you start looking at the ages of players, and, and like you said, you look at the the curse of the captaincy. I mean, the good news for Colton Pareko if he gets to see if O'Reilly leaves is that he's got a multi year deal. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's going to be here for a while. <laughs> so so it just starts adding up. Is all I'm saying. Uh, Greg, final one I want to get from you, and we always appreciate the time, man. I love talking hockey with you. Uh, Doug Armstrong had a comment in the uh, in the in the post dispatch here, talking just about how he feels this season the West is actually more wide open than what it was last year, and he kind of hinted at, look, Colorado is still probably the top dog, but they're more vulnerable than what they were last season. Do you see the West that way also? Well, I do think they're more vulnerable because you know losing Nazem Kadri means that their second line center position is in flux and. And not having Darcy Kemper there means that they're going to have some question marks in goal that they didn't necessarily have last season as well. Um, so I, I do think, you know, and then, you know, the amount of miles they put on last year in the playoffs, it's, it all adds up to them may, maybe being a bit more vulnerable than they were. But I, the West is a conundrum, man. I mean, you look at the Central Division, um, you have no less than, than five teams all with a legit claim at the playoffs. And that's not even counting Winnipeg and whatever they may end up becoming um, if they can find something from that roster. And then over in the Pacific, I mean, I think you, you can concede playoff seeds for the Flames and the Oilers. The Kings leveled up last year. We all assume Vegas, if they're healthy, could be good enough up front to compensate for, for average or below average goaltending. Um, and then you have, you know, Vancouver sort of sniffing around, too. So, like, it's going to be a very, very challenging uh, year in so, insofar as trying to grab those wild card spots in particular in the Western Conference, because if you are... Dallas or, or St. Louis or, or Nashville um, or Minnesota, the teams that are behind Colorado, um, it's going to be imperative to try to get those two, three spots in the central and not have to worry about those Pacific teams that, oh, by the way, are going to have the chance to beat up on the San Jose's and Anaheim's and, Ari- and, and others, uh, well, Arizona's and central, and beat up on the Anaheim's and San Jose's of the world as they, uh, and, and Seattle um, as, uh, as they're in their divisional play. Can't wait for the season to kick in. Greg, thank you so much, man. It's great to talk with you. Hope you enjoyed the offseason and looking forward to chatting with you a lot this upcoming year. You got it. Thanks for having me. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long-life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh. 